I'm Andrew Shepherd. And I'm Andrew Papadopoulos. Welcome to the NFL 20 podcast. One of the top four NFL podcasts in the greater Whetstone area. Zing! Yeah, this is what the people have been waiting for. This is what they have been waiting yeah. for. An off-season podcast. Oh. That is effort. This is this is like sort of a, what do they call those things? OTAs. We're at OTAs. Not yes. even mandatory minicamp. This is like voluntary workouts. Don't need to do this. We're just doing it because we're professionals. So what we're going to be doing for these off-season specials that we thought of so far is we're going to be doing two podcasts. One breaking down all the off-season news from the AFC and the other one breaking down all the off-season news from, you guessed it, the NFC. Oh, That's the plan. that was a, such a mystery. The suspense. That's a plan. That's the plan. That's the plan so far. Uh, we're going to discuss what happened in the off-season, starting with like free agency, cuts, the draft, trades, you know, all that good shiz, all put together in one neat package, in two neat packages, because it's two after. <laughs> right, okay, very good. What, what's on the menu? Well, first of all, we're going to cut straight to something which we very cunningly called ancillary news. Ooh. So let's hit the ancillary news. What is it? Um, so this year's season opener is not featuring the New England Patriots. Do you mean the defending champions? The defending champions. That's the tradition. New England Patriots. The tradition is That's... the defending champion, not no, the Patriots. All... Is there a difference? <laughs> Sometimes there is not a difference. Half the time there is no difference. Yeah. But that is the theory. Mm-hmm. It's meant to be the defending champion and it's not this time. Because in celebration of the NFL's 100th anniversary... Yes, yes, yes. And the the Chicago Bears' 100th anniversary, mm. they're going to play the Green Bay at Chicago Bears game uh, this as the opening game of the season. Opening game of the season. Is it a Thursday night game? Is it a yeah. Sunday? Okay, yeah, it's Thursday, Thursday night. It's, uh, it's the oldest rivalry in the NFL. Very good. Um, they've played the game, I think it's 196 times already against you. Or it might be 198. Hope you like reruns, guys. <laughs> Uh, well, you know, it's, it's an exciting match. It's, you know, Green Bay got new, got a few new changes in the back room. Aaron still there. Chicago slowly becoming a not disappointing team. Perhaps, maybe, perhaps. Who's better? Yeah. The uh... Who's going to win the AFC North? Sorry, NFC North out of those two. <laughs> or will it just be the Vikings? <laughs> the Chicago Bears started their life off as the Decatur Staleys. Um, changing their name to the Chicago Staleys. A year later, and then finally, a year after that, the Chicago Bears. Which took is, them a few years to figure out that no one knows what the hell a Staley is. <laughs> and like, guys. By a few years, you mean two years. Yes. They started in 1920 as the Decatur Staleys. Exactly. They, in they 21, rapidly, they changed it. In they 22, they changed it again. Over a series of weekly team meetings, they were like, really, guys, this Staley's thing is just not catching on. No. No one's buying our jerseys, partly because it's the 20s. Uh... And so also we'd like to announce and welcome everyone to the new Tottenham Stadium, which has a special NF, like artificial turf field, ah. which replaces the soccer association football field. So yeah, no, wait, no, it's underneath the football field. Yeah. They kind of swap them around. They can, yeah, they can, they can slide out the soccer ball pitch and underneath there lies a pristine NFL pitch. Yeah. I think on uh, June the 9th, they're putting the season tickets for the Tottenham Stadium on sale. Oh, really? Yes, for both games. 
That's the season ticket. Oh, the NFL games. You yeah, mean? yeah. All right. Well, are you thinking of getting one? Don't see how I have a choice. <laughs> Get me one. <laughs> well, do you know what the games are? The ones at Tottenham Stadium. Yes, I do. Actually, Andrew. <laughs> It's the Chicago Bears uh, taking on the Oakland Raiders on the 6th of October. Hmm. And the Carolina Panthers are at the Bucks, well, at the Bucks at Tottenham, uh, on the 13th of October, which are the first two NFL games in London. Good. Thank you for memorizing those details for us, Ambrish. It's amazing. You are a top man. Top man. Kick off at uh, 6 p.m. BST for the first one and 2.30 for the second one. The last bit of news we have... For you. Ancillary news. The last bit of ancillary news we have for you is that finally, at last, after people wanting and waiting for so long, the NFL is coming to N20 in the form of the NFL Academy, which is in partnership with the Barnet and Southgate College, which Whoa. is right here the in N20. academic institution, one of the top four academic <laughs> institutions in the greater Whetstone area. So no better partnership could have been had. Well done. NFL. Definitely. They, they chose wisely. They, I believe they heard about the area from the popularity of the NFL 20 podcast. Yeah, I believe they think it's a hotbed, real hotbed. It really is. It really is. For talents, yeah. such as Tony Sabati. And his, his nephew and his, ne- his, his cousin. Sorry, his cousin from Denmark. Cousin from Denmark. Yeah, yeah. who's going to be? Who's going to be their star player? Who's going to be the new? Um, did I tell you that I told Tony about the Patriots actually drafted a player from Denmark this year? Did they really? They drafted no a player. I mean, wow. if, I mean, he he was at college in the US. Yeah, I can't remember his name. Something ex- very Danish. Let me. Let's find it out. Don't don't just leave them hanging. Okay. That's uh, it. <laughs> what the hell is his name? Oh, you mean uh, Hjalte Froholt. <laughs> That's exactly his name. Thank yeah. you for memorizing that piece of information for us, Ambrose. Um, like, yeah, I mean, it was funny because, like, you remember how, like, earlier in the year, like, when it was sort of in the playoffs, Tony was like, how would my cousin go and play in in the US? How would he do this? And we were like, he's, got, he's probably going to have to get a scholarship and for a college. Tony would keep saying that, but he wants to play for the Patriots. Wants to play for the Patriots. How does he get onto the Patriots? Wants to play for the Patriots. And I was just like, man, okay, yeah. I mean, I guess you just get go get into the get into a college and then that's the first step. And then after that, you just have to get drafted, I suppose, or something like that. And then when I told him that a player from Denmark, who was an offensive lineman, like his cousin, had been drafted by the Patriots, he went, all right. <laughs> I was like, fucking hell. Danish white guy goes to Patriots. Story as old as time. <laughs> Very good. So congrats to him. And also, but anyway, we, we got off the subject of the the, the, the thing. The, the academy. The academy. What is yeah. it? Um, so it's kind of a preparation school for players from Europe looking to join the American college system. Okay, that's good. It's kind of a stepping stone. Uh, the, it's like all colleges in the UK, uh, meant for 17, 18-year-olds. That sort of ballpark, that sort of age range. <clears throat> and uh, yeah, hopefully they'll produce some, it'll give an, hopefully it'll give an opportunity for European talent to be nurtured into the quality required to take over the NFL. Okay. Well, there you go. Great ancillary news, eh? Let us begin our off-season rundown with the AFC North and the previous winners of the AFC North, the Baltimore Ravens. Yeah, I totally forgot that happened, actually. 
I thought I, I was pretty sure you were setting up some sort of joke that the Steelers had won it, um, but they uh, they had they did not. I remember now. I like we the... went there. We went with Lamar. What's, what's the opposite of confidence? Lack of confidence. <laughs> I like the lack of confidence in Andrew's soul, where even when the, the Ravens have won, he suspects that somehow they had lost. There's going to be a joke. And the Steelers, who didn't make the playoffs, somehow defeated them anyway. Yeah. Uh, so here we are. We're the best team in the world. What, what happened? What happened? Coaching changes? None. Well, actually, we got a new offensive coordinator. You also got rid of, uh, you got rid of, by him getting old, Ozzie Newsom. Your legendary general manager. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's replaced by Eric DaCosta. Yeah, but Newsom's actually still around. He's still he was in the draft room when when we had the draft. He's like he's like an advisor. Was he, was he just sitting in the back chilling like with a big cigar going like yeah, my day, that's not how he did things. <laughs> kind of without the cigar. But like yeah, he he's 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 still there as an advisory role and you know, he's, he's like I think he still attends things like the combine and stuff like that. I mean, you know, he is pretty old, but it's good that you know he's going to be there for a little while, advising the Costa, so he can just nail it. Um, yes, but there were some other moves that Baltimore made. For example, they finally traded away the worst QB of all time, Joe Flacco, to Denver for a fourth round pick. Yeah, you were a fan of that. <laughs> yeah, but the problem is they still for this year they still take a cap hit off. I think it's like twelve million or so. Um, because of that crazy contract they gave Joe Flacco when he won the Super Bowl. That basically destroyed the Ravens. McDonald, well, destroyed. Still made the playoffs a bunch of times. <laughs> but yeah, I see what you mean. Yeah, but I think the... Pay- I think the Held it back a little bit. Held them back a little bit. I think the Ravens could have gone deeper into the playoffs had they had, had their full roster. Pumped. I like yeah. to call it the McDonald's contracts because um, do you remember in the America's game that they made for when the Ravens won the Super Bowl? At the end of the episode, when it's kind of like just showing like sort of still photos with like writing, yeah, like at the end of the thing, it, they said about how um, Joe Flacco got this fucking massive contract in the off season and celebrated by going to McDonald's. So I call what it a McDonald's. beast in my head. What it's the McDonald's contract, yeah, almost at an end, almost at an end. But as a result of that, they uh, the Ravens released C.J. Mosley, mm. who's gone to the Jets now. More on that story later. What a soccer. And uh, safety, Eric Weddle. Oh, and oh, and who can forget about their uh, legendary defensive end, Terrell Suggs. Still going. Yeah, T-Sizzle. I think he's 37 now. Still pretty good, though. Sad to see him go. But he's going back to where he, I think, grew up. Well, he definitely went to college there in Arizona. Okay. So, good for him. But they did actually sign someone, at least. Which is a very young man, who's not young at all, uh, called Earl Thomas as a safety to replace Eric Weddle. No, I don't. Who they paid for four years, $55 million. Nice. Yeah. Good. That's that's not a bargain at all. He's That's an extremely expensive contract for an extremely old man. A little bit injury prone as well. Not <laughs> injury prone, but he's had injuries. Oh my God, an NFL player who's had an injury. Mm. What are the odds? So, yeah... Um, Baltimore looking good for above eight, above five hundred again this year. Mm-hmm. That's what I think, but I don't know how far above they'll go. You think with Lamar Jackson under the helm, mm. Andrew? I did want to ask you now without Ozzie Newsom, although he was still in the room. But the Eric DeCosta draft, what did you think of it? Um, I thought it was quite yeah. I thought I thought it was pretty nifty at first. I was like oh, Marquise Brown, but then I thought you know actually it's a pretty it's an unravensy addition to, mm. to go and get a player like that. I think. 
we did trade down in the, in the first round and still got this guy who a lot of people were saying that we should grab because, like, as you know, like, as I, as I told you before the draft, <laughs> with that photograph of the Wikipedia page, the, the Ravens wide receiver group looks like a, a generated squad in Madden. Like, when you play into the future and you just yeah. have these nobodies. It's like Willie Sneed and then some nobodies. Because we lost everyone. We lost John Brown. We yeah. lost... Um, oh, yeah. We also lost Crabtree this offseason, who was there last year. So, like, all these receptions just left. So it was very important, I think, that we at least get someone who can catch. Didn't draft too many tight ends this year, so that was nice to see. It's disappointing. I felt like the Ravens had a real opportunity to have a tight end room, which was much bigger. than They could have more tight ends than wide receivers if they tried. It was so close. So we close. Couldn't, he couldn't put it together, DaCosta. But, yeah. um, and we also grabbed another wide receiver called Miles Boykin, who's decent. <laughs> um, Boykin. Boykin. But, uh, yeah, so along with, uh, you know, we've got, uh, got Mark Ingram who didn't draft, but signed in free agency, obviously. Yeah. And then the fantastically named Justice Hill, who we also drafted. The Ravens get a lot faster on the offensive side of the ball. Mm-hmm. So as long as Lamar Jackson can remember the playbook and throw it <laughs> properly, could be getting some explosive plays, which is not the normal thing you see out of the Baltimore Ravens. I don't understand. Why would you need to know the playbook or throw the ball? You're Lamar Jackson. You just run, baby, run. Okay. And now we shall move on to everyone's favorite team in the AFC North, the evil Pittsburgh Steelers. They're like the Cobra Kai dojo. Yeah. Moderately garbage from this year onwards. That's I tell you, thee. That's what you said last year. No, you, actually, I think you said it, but I said they would be garbage. And mm. then you said the actual immortal phrase, moderately garbage. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, who knows, man? Um, I have to be honest. I don't think they're going to be nearly as bad as everyone says. What Andrew's talking about there is that the Steelers have lost their superstar wide receiver, downtown Antonio Brown, mm. and their running back, Le'Veon Bell. <coughs> Who, lest you forget, is, was quite good before he decided to chill for a year in a recording studio. I mean, yeah, well, we saw James Conner do it last year. That's yeah. fine. He's not Le'Veon, but he's very, very good. We also saw Jalen Samuel do it. Jalen. Exactly. Just pronounce it correctly, please. But um, <laughs> the, well, with Juju, though, everyone's like, he obviously is really, really good. Will he be as good when he's like... So the thing is, Juju, when he was playing last season, and he did get uh, more yards than Antonio Brown, uh, he wasn't facing any good cornerbacks because all the top cornerbacks from every single team mm-hmm. were lining up against Antonio Brown. Mm-hmm. Juju's life is about to get a lot harder. Yeah, I mean, at the same time, yeah, he could be, he could be, he could be one of those sort of slightly overpriced in fantasy type players. But then again, I've said that about him like two years in a row, and he's just been really excellent both times. Yeah, but circumstances haven't changed that dramatically. Yeah, but I think what's more interesting about this move uh, are these moves. Uh, so just to clarify, the move was Antonio Brown was traded to Oakland for a third and sixth round pick, which is mm. absolute bargain. Yeah. But not as much of a bargain as Le'Veon, who was released or whose contract expired, and the Jets snapped him up <clears throat> for slightly less than Pittsburgh. What Pittsburgh offered him? Quite a lot less, actually. They uh, the Pit- the Steelers had offered him seventy million over five years, and he settled for four years, fifty-two million. Um, it's interesting because both of them kind of implicated that uh, Ben Roethlisberger as being the actual diva and drama queen and control freak who 
is just making their life hell. Mm. And they're, they're as they're like the, primarily, basically, both of them said that Ben Roethlisberger was the main reason why they were leaving. Mm. And I mean, this isn't a common complaint as far as I'm aware. But when your two star players in your offense both cite you as the problem, maybe you are the problem. Mm. And they also said that Tomlin would always take Ben Roethlisberger's side on anything. <sighs> Didn't know about that. I knew, that. I knew that Brown and Roethlisberger had some disagreement on Twitter. Yeah. Brown seems to have, Brown seems to have disagreements with a lot of people on Twitter. I actually was following him for a while on Twitter. I think I still am. It's like literally constantly popping up with all these like little smack talk battles that he was having with just random people. So we look forward to next episode of NFL 20, which will have loads of listeners because of Andrew's massive spat with downtown Antonio Brown on Twitter. Yeah, exactly. Look out for that. We're like, at AB, whatever. <laughs> you a bitch. I can catch better than you. <laughs> That's how you start the fire. So in my opinion, Pittsburgh, still going to be good. Still going to probably win that division. Speaking of teams not winning divisions, <laughs> the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, there's not a lot of news going on there. Uh, they hired Zach Taylor as a new head coach after they got rid of uh, Marv Lewis, who was one of the longest-serving head coaches in the NFL. He was, he was. He was there for absolutely ages. Yeah, but everyone said he should have been sacked like 10 years ago. Not, not everyone said that. Okay, loads of people said that that guy I mean, has overstayed. It, it was one of those sorts of things where like, he kind of kept them competitive and like around at or above 500. Not mm. much above it. Like every single year, and everyone's like, mm, "We can do better than this," but um, you know, so a lot, a lot of people, you know, maybe don't realize that the Bengals were terrible before Marvin Lewis arrived. They were literally the worst team. They were the Browns, the old Browns. But in the NFL, the game always corrects because of the whole draft system and salary caps and all that jazz. It's not always correct. Some teams are just garbage all, it, all the time. Name three: the Buccaneers. They've been mid-table plenty of times. The Browns. They've been good in the past. <laughs> and uh, the Bengals. <laughs> the Bengals have definitely not been that bad. Okay, no, no, okay look, they're not, they're not, they weren't garbage in the last few years, but like before that, I mean, before the Lewis years. Mm. Former Raven, by the way. Marvellous. Not as a player. Is that coach. why so attached to him? Swallow him, swallow him. Yeah. Uh, also, a lot of people seem to think that um, the general manager is a little bit, of, a little bit of a, I don't know what I say, a little bit hard to deal with sometimes. Paul Brown and uh, Marvin Lewis had the sort of correct type of personality to be able to like sort of basically deal with that slightly, mm-hmm. slightly controlling general manager. Uh, he's gone now though, so we'll see how uh, good old Zach. Zach Taylor, he was the Rams quarterback coach last year. He was indeed. So that's quite a big step up. It's unusual to see someone go from a position coach to being mm. a head coach of a team without stepping into a coordinator role. Mm. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's still very young. Well, I think he's like 38 or something. It's pretty young. It's pretty young. It's only a little bit older <laughs> than us. A little bit older than us. So, still time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, the Bengals, it's just a tough division now. Very tough division. Well, actually, it's always been tough. They're going to finish bottom, I think. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> okay. So, speaking of teams that finish bottom of the of the AFC North, mm. come to the Cleveland Browns, Super Bowl champions, former whipping boys. Book it now. Now they are uh, ranked fifth by the bookies. Oh, really? To win the Super Bowl to out of win all the teams. AFC North. 
<laughs> Out of all teams to win the Super Bowl, seriously. Oh my god, that's yeah. that's too much, man. I know. I should put some money against it. Yeah. Um. And I, I well, I've got money. Um. Rob Hurd has bet me ten pounds that the he was quite drunk at the time that the Cleveland Browns will make the playoffs. Hmm. Then I took his bet. You took his money because you were sober and you were like, here is another sucker. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, you know, I don't, I'm not as confident about it. I think they're l- pretty unlikely to win the division. But oh, to make the playoffs at all to make the playoffs. is a bit more likely. That's a bit risky. Uh, so let's talk about some of the moves that have got people excited. I mean, they've already got the old uh, quarterback. The old Baker. The old Baker. May he feel well. May he feel well. Alex uh, obviously scouted Baker Mayfield in high school and just realized he was going to be a top-quality NFL quarterback. So here he is, doing his business, Alex K. Yeah. Sign that boy up, Patriots. Uh, well, I mean, it's the it's the Ravens who've got some dodgy new GM. Maybe Alex K should be there instead. Uh, and they've promoted uh, Freddie Kitchens from the offensive coordinator to the head coach. Yes. Getting rid of both. Obviously, last year in the middle of the season, they got rid of uh, Hugh Jackson. Mm. and Greg Williams stepped in as the interim head coach, uh, took them to a bunch of wins, and they went, that's brilliant, but your boobs are too pointy. We shall get rid of you now. It's like Lara Croft on PlayStation 1. For those of you who don't know, just Google images of Greg Williams running. Uh, It is a sight that you will try. It'll make you want to claw your eyes out. So, yeah. um, Did you mention Odell? I have not yet, because that's the big news. What? Cleveland Browns have also picked up the wide receiver Odell Beckham Jr. What? From the New York football giants. My God. Do you know what they gave up in return? Tell me. They gave up Jabril Peppers, quality safety, a first round pick and a third rounder. Right. So that's quite a hefty investment. Yeah. If this doesn't work out, they're going to look like fools. I, I think that's... I'm not convinced. I mean, Odell Beckham is an amazing wide receiver. Yeah. But that is a, a heavy price to pay. Yeah. If he if he go, turns around and tears his ACL in week three, you're going to look like an absolute fool. Yeah. Or if he's a head case, like he was being slightly in New York. Yeah. But this does mean that he's going to be paired up with his old college teammate, Jarvis Landry. Yes. The, the Thunder and the Lightning are back together again. The Thunder and Lightning are back together. Great hands. Four great skillful hands there. Indeed. In Cleveland. Um, did you hear the news, by the way, about this trade? What news? There's a 17-year-old black kid in Cleveland who was running through the streets when this happened, shouting, We got Odell! We got Odell! He was running around, just waving his arms around. Uh, and someone called the cops. Of course, of course. Because that is what the America that they live in. Yeah, you see a black kid shouting, we got Odell. You go, hello, 911? Someone called Odell has been taken hostage. Yeah. <laughs> I am concerned for the life of this young man. Well, um, that, that actually happened. Someone... Was he was he acquitted of, well, of any wrongdoing? <laughs> Obviously. Okay. Uh, <laughs> he wasn't summarily shot. He was literally running through the streets, just waving his arms. And it wasn't like a busy street. It was like a local road. He was running to the... Cleveland Browns stadium shop to get his Odell shirt. Not even Beckham Jr. on the back, just Odell. <laughs> Odell, loads of E's and loads of L's. <laughs> Perfect. Well done, Cleveland. Exciting times for the Browns. Ever since Tony started supporting them, 
I'm just saying. They were garbage for decades. Well, not decades, but a long time. Tony starts supporting these guys. You know, they get Mayfield, get Odell. It's looking up. They've got Kareem Hunt. Crazy. Tony probably still thinks Kareem Hunt is Tyreek Hill. <laughs> they do have Nick Chubb as well. Nick Chubb. pretty handy. Nick Chubb. They drafted him, yeah. Like, it's looking good. It's just looking strong in Cleveland, isn't it? Yeah. Denzel Ward. I think I think they're going to be a good, solid mid-table team. Do you mean like 8-8? Eight and eight? I reckon between nine and seven and seven and nine. That's what I, I put them as a a good nine and seven team. Okay, that that's going to be my predicted outcome. Yeah, I Even though I haven't looked at the system, I think they could upset the apple cart. You know, they could upset the apple cart a little bit in that division. This is a very close division. Always, it's not what we need another good team in that division. Don't we need less good teams? <laughs> it could be. I mean, that division could be very strong. Could get Pittsburgh, Cleveland, Baltimore. Even Cincinnati has an outside chance of making the playoffs. Yeah, if they're not, yeah. If they're not as garbage as I'm assuming. Everyone is assuming they're going to be. I don't think they're that garbage. They're fine. They're a perfectly decent team in a tough division. Yeah. Yeah. It's tough. <laughs> cool. Well, that was an action-packed AFC North. Lots of good stuff there. We shall now move on to the AFC East. Uh, as always, there is no news about the New England Patriots, apart from the drafting of Hjalte Froholt. That's the only piece of news we're going to give them, is it? That's that's everything interesting that's happened with the New England Patriots. To be honest with you, yeah, I can't... Who have they signed? Demarius Thomas. Yes. Yet another player has joined the New England Patriots who has been cut by a bunch of other teams and he's obviously going to turn into Randy Moss because that's what they do. It's what they do. And your boyfriend, you're very excited for this. I, I think he's got huge potential. He's got... Uh, he's a bit old, though. Just so. like Josh Gordon or... Still there, Josh Gordon. Is he still there? He's still there. They actually, they Isn't actually he suspended. Is he? Is he not retired yet? He's not retired. Oh. He, he's actually. They actually, whatever. They had an option on him, and they took it. I think. Oh wow! I think they're waiting to see if he's going to be suspended or something like that. Uh, and it, well, actually, there is one last piece of exciting news, which is to do with wide receivers. Which is that they drafted a big-bodied beast receiver called Nikhil Harry, and I believe that. It's not the first time that Belichick has ever spent a first-round pick on a wide receiver, but it's a very rare thing for Bill Belichick to do that. So, Did oh, I, I thought he had traded down. I didn't realize he'd stayed in the first round and took someone. No, they picked obviously last yeah. in the round, and they took Nikhil Harry. Yeah, I mean, can you? It, it's technically a first-round pick, but it's not the same as like other teams' first-round picks because it's almost in the second round. Yeah. It's one pick away Seems from being do, a second-round pick. Do them all right every year. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm picking thirty-second again. Mm, yeah. it sucks. Oh, and Julian Edelman got paid, didn't he? Paid him. And of course, in relating to Edelman and all his other wide receivers, uh, sad, but possibly predictable news that Big Rob has retired. Oh, yes. Gronkowski. The Gronk. It's a lot of targets going away from New England. Probably all going to go to Julian Edelman. (laughs) Yeah. 200 catches next year, Julian Edelman. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, it's okay, because all his targets will go to Austin Safarian Jenkins. Exactly. Yay. He can catch with his uh, $50,000 guaranteed in his contract. <laughs> what a beast. I remember that, yeah. Get paid those big, big bucks. One year deal, 50000 guaranteed. Set for life. Buy a grandma a house, Austin. Anyway, so, so on to everyone's favourite AFC East team, New York Jets. The mobile number you've called is currently unavailable. He's talking to his girlfriend. So... That was our not-so-special guest, Alex K. <laughs> Thank you for that excellent Jets analysis. Thank you. They signed Le'Veon Bell. What? He still plays football? 
Well, the, no, he's a I the famous rapper. Yeah. The famous rapper Le'Veon Bell. Shit. Yeah. Right, okay, I didn't know he could play football. So he joined the Jets after having his hissy fit with the uh, with the Steelers mm. uh, for a four year, fifty two point five million dollar contract. Uh, which, ironically enough, he actually turned down Pittsburgh's five-year, $70 million contract. So I bet he's kicking himself now. Yes. Plus he gets to play for a shit offense. Well, the Jets, perhaps, are sneaky good. Or, in the world of reality, they are mediocre. Well, you know, They do have Sam Donald. Sam Donald, big year. They've yeah. signed, uh, they've picked up a couple of little players here and there to complement the already studly array of wide receivers that they had, such as Robbie Anderson and Quincy Inunua. Those are the ones they already had? Yeah, those are the ones they already had. <laughs> I'm saying they're supplementing them with, with studs, like Jameson Crowder. To think. True. It's, Jameson Crowder's had a couple of good years, though. He's had a couple of good years. It's true. So th- that's one of their big off-season acquisitions. What's yeah. the other one? Blam! Well, they also picked up CJ Mosley. Mm. Former Baltimore Ravens boy! The McDonald's contract meant we could could not match their offer. What was the offer? They paid him... He's a linebacker, by the way. He got paid five years, $85 million. That's like NFL 20 money. (laughs) That's like, we need to get this guy to stay on our Madden franchise team, give him a seven-year contract of beasthood money. Yeah. Uh, That's... Huge, but I mean, he could work out. He could be. I mean, he'd have to be a game-changing player in that team Prime. to be worth that much. Prime of his life. But what they did do as well is up front picked up the third pick in the draft, defensive tackle Quinn and Williams. Looks pretty good. Arguably one of maybe even the be- the top talent in the draft. The a lot player. of people had him as number one. Best player. Yeah. As far as talent alone, best player available. I yeah. think like um, what uh, our not so special guest Alex K was telling me. When we went for dinner that one time. He would have said if he was here. What he was saying to me when we went for, for pizza on your yeah. birthday was that um, because there was the whole strife thing with McCagnan and whatever. Go uh, Mike Mike McGee. I think I think well, I think that the idea was that, that maybe McCagnan wanted to trade back because there were a lot of potential trade partners mm. in that area. Um, but because there was a whole big shambles in the backroom stuff, they just went with the safe pick. Yeah, um, which I think is a good idea. I mean, trading back is you know cool, but you know, usually Quinn results Williams. in usually results in maximum profit. Hashtag do what the Patriots do. Sure, they never have the number three yeah. pick. But uh, speaking of the offense, though, bah. they did hire a new head coach, who is former Manning boy, Adam Gase. It's now the GM as well. <laughs> Stand-in GM. Yeah. Stand-in GM. But, uh, yeah, Adam Gase is there. He, he had, he had you know, he had, like, sort of... Mm, you wouldn't exactly call it big success with Miami, but that was with Miami. Yeah. But with the Denver Broncos, when he was the offensive coordinator, he did really well. Led them to record-setting years. Uh, no, yeah. Uh, Gase got talent. One of the old, uh, old, new, kind of Belichick-type people who everyone's excited to employ. Which usually doesn't seem to work out, but Gase seems like he's one of the better head coach uh, prospects from that big stable of, I worked with Bill Belichick for a couple of weeks. He's uh, worked with all the greats, Bill Belichick, Peyton Manning, Andrew Papadopoulos, what do you need? everyone. What do you need? Exactly. <laughs> he's, learned all, he's learned everything he needs to know. Now he just has to pray that he doesn't have to be the GM and the head coach. 
Uh, oh no, he does! Much into the season. <laughs> yeah, just for now. Um, um, but it could be interesting, because he is the sort of... His offensive systems, I think uh, Sam Darnold mm. would actually fit that quite well. And he could develop him and work around him, like develop the team around him. Innovative. To be pretty useful. And plus, if anything, if Madden is anything to go by, being the GM and the head coach is not that hard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Total control. When shall we redo the bathrooms? We'll do it right now. It's the most important thing. It's what it is. What it is. Key, key to the good stadium. Hot dog stand. <laughs> Concessions. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah, and speaking of bathrooms, speaking of toilets of the NFL, how about them Dolphins? So they uh, got rid of uh, their right tackle, uh, Juwan Jones. Yes. Which is not ideal. They also got rid of their quarterback, Ryan Tannehill. Oh, yeah, but they've replaced him. He's now uh, now backing up uh, the main man, Marcus Mariota, in Tennessee. Yeah, and they replaced him with possibly Josh Rosen, who they got from Arizona for a second and fifth round pick. Mm-hmm. Or the man known as Fitzmagic. <laughs> Ryan Fitzpatrick, who they picked up from free agency, who is currently taking first team reps. Yeah, Fitzmagic and Rosen dueling out. That'll be an interesting one because I feel like neither of them is that great, but neither of them is terrible either. And I think it's going to be quite funny either way because I think Josh Rosen, because he's a bit of a rich kid and he sort of whined a little bit on the way out of Arizona... Um, I think people are going to enjoy watching him fail. Or people will enjoy the idea of watching him fail. Whereas with Fitzpatrick, everyone knows he's not that good. But I think people want him to succeed. Partly because of his beard. Yeah, he's just a very likeable guy. I mean, everyone remembers last year when he turned up with all of Deshaun Jackson's gear. Deshaun Jackson's clothes. That was freaking brilliant. (laughs) Yeah, that was really good. Um, So yeah, uh, there you go. That's, uh, that's, that's, that's that situation there. Uh, they also have a new head coach in Miami, of course. Mr. Brian Flores, former defensive coordinator of the New England Patriots. Which is a bit weird, um, which I've seen pointed out on the internet, because they had Adam Gase, who was also a former Patriots guy, former Belichick man. But they fired him, even though he wasn't that bad. Um, gone to the playoffs once I think yeah um, and um, now they're hiring another former Patriots guy so it's like what do you mean what do you another inexperienced former Patriots guy so like what are you looking for Miami also re-signed cornerback Xavier Howard five years 76 million 46 of those guaranteed did I say that, that was the biggest cornerback contract ever in the league I believe so I think so yeah so well done Xavier you're pretty good on Madden too which is the most important thing. Yeah. Uh, and regarding the Buffalo Bills, we have no news to re- report because they are dull. <laughs> Northwestern New York is boring, boring, boring. Do you know someone who lives there or something you're trying to hammer a point home? <laughs> no, I don't, Jake. No, I don't. <laughs> okay, good. Well, they did sign Smokey Brown. Yeah. As I said, no news. <laughs> Smokey Brown's there. I, I, do you think the I think the cold might be bad for sickle cell trait though? Oh yeah, I forgot he had that. Mm. Oh, well, I hope it works out. Josh Allen gone gone for an arm. Smokey Brown sprint down the field. It's the uh, Baltimore Ravens playbook. That could actually be really fun. It could be. It could lead to him having a bit like Kenny Stills, who have like a couple of two hundred yard games and then a couple of like three yard games. Yeah. 
like six interception games or like 15 touchdowns. 15 touchdowns. Nothing in between. Or rushing. In the AFC South, the Houston Texans and the uh, Tennessee Titans didn't do anything interesting. Well, that's not technically true because the Texans had that slightly weird draft where they didn't draft a lot of offensive line help for Deshaun Jackson. They did pick a tackle in the first round, but something really hilarious happened to them because they were sitting there at like maybe 24 or something like that. And uh, I think Philadelphia was behind them and they were blatantly waiting on this tackle, um, Andre Dillard, who was seen as being the best pass protecting tackle prospect in the draft. And then uh, they were just sitting there and then all of a sudden Philadelphia traded the spot ahead of them and took Andre Dillard and was like, (laughs) so then with the pick that they had, they really reached for this like third round tackle prospect called Titus Howard. Now he could obviously turn out to be really good. But everyone was like, mm. <laughs> so that was quite funny for Texans. <clears throat> so it's going to be another season of wondering how healthy they can keep Deshaun Watson. Not very. Apparently there was a time last year when they had to sort of bus Deshaun Watson to games because he had a punctured lung, so he couldn't fly. Oh, wow. So well, there like, you go then. So I was like, boy. <laughs> it's like, I have a punctured lung. You know what I'm going to do? Play in the NFL. There you go. What a hard man. Um, but yeah, they're they're, uh, they're they're obviously staying exactly as they are, which is a potentially very exciting team. Sure. That hasn't quite got there yet. Speaking of exciting teams, mm. the Indianapolis Colts. Oh, the best team in the AFC. So they're, they're kind of a team that's getting a lot of hype. Mm. And uh, our friend and uh, savant of information. Yes. Uh, Benji was saying that he he doesn't like it because mm. they haven't actually done that much and everyone is like touting them as the guaranteed 100% best team in the league. They've got no weaknesses. Everyone's like, yeah, they're so good. And he's a bit worried that they're not going to be able to live up to the hype mm. or that basically when everyone, if they do fail to live up to the hype, everyone will be like, boy, sucker, you've been like picking them up. And he hasn't. He's just been like, I will. Yeah. I'll say that. Yeah, he just likes Andrew Luck. That's that's like he thinks he's Andrew Luck's really good, and they have some potential. And uh, that's not the same as thinking they're the best team in the league. I think I know what's responsible for all the hype, though. Devin Funchess. Ain't no Funchess. Here he is. Yeah, he moved from the Tennessee One-year Titans. One year deal. One year deal. No, he didn't. He, he moved, moved from the Detroit Lions. He moved from the Panthers. He moved from the other white blue team. <laughs> naming some teams. <laughs> These freaking blue and white teams, why are they all the same? Um, yeah, well, yeah. it's funny. It's good that they've got they got they got luck back. He's not he's no longer in hospital. They've got one of the better offensive lines now because they actually spent like one or two years investing in it instead of just not yeah. at all. And uh, Frank Gore is no longer there though. He's actually now playing in he's actually playing in Buffalo now. We didn't mention that before. It's because it's not news. <laughs> it's news. He's, um, he's done. Like he's good, but he's done. <laughs> Who's going to be their running back? Mac. Return. Return of the Mac. Yes. He's back. He's back. He's, he's, he's yeah. He was. I don't think he was going to be good last year when he came back, but he just was really good. And I was just like, shit, I was wrong. <laughs> Fuck. They wrote a song about it. He's like total, twenty years ago. He's they a total RB one. Yeah. And uh, there he is. He's Marlon Mac. He fucking nothing you can say. Good offensive line. Good yeah. QB. Marlon Mac. Pick him Delicious fish as well. Pick him number one in your fantasy draft. Yeah. 
Uh, okay, then we also have in that division, Jacksonville Jaguars. Jaguars. That's what I said. Okay, all right, sorry. <laughs> of I course. Thought, I thought you mispronounced it. Oh, but you didn't. No, of course not. Um, the soon-to-be London Tottenham Hotspur. The, the London Hotspurs. London Hotspurs Jaguars. Yeah. Um, what was I going to say? Uh, what, what, well, what, what's 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 up with uh, what's up with them? We've got a few bits of news on them actually. So the big news is uh, they've got rid of Blake Bortles. Been like Psh, done with that experiment. <laughs> and instead, they've picked up uh, quarterback Nick Foles, Super Bowl win, Super Bowl MVP mm. quarterback Nick Foles uh, on a four-year, eighty-eight million deal, which is a lot of money to play to pay a career backup. Peter Mayer. Yeah, I mean, uh, who knows? Is he Fitzpatrick? Could be. He could be. Could be Fitzpatrick. Yeah. He did not win the Super Bowl this year. He, yeah, true. But it, uh, it looks, it looks like a decent sort of, um, it looks like a decent acquisition though, because their head coach, their new head coach, John DeFilippo, uh, ah. he, uh, he worked with Foles at Philadelphia when, for two years when they won the Super Bowl. So it's like they hired the coach and then it was like, Maybe they're going to get Foles. And guess what? They went and got Foles. So predictable. Well done then. They had the number five overall pick. In, no, sorry. Was it number seven overall pick in the draft? Yeah, the Jets had the fifth pick. Mm. Yeah, yeah, they had the number seven pick and they had a nice uh, nice defensive end for them, Josh Allen, which they would have otherwise had to use on like some random QB. Yeah. Probably Haskins. And on the plus side, they picked up Nick Foles so they didn't have to trade for Josh Allen. Could have caused a tremendous amount of confusion. That's uh, so the Jags had a bit of a disappointing year last year, didn't they? Like, as in because they were so good the year before, like with the whole sacks. They weren't thing. good. They weren't good. Well, okay, people, they, people got excited. People got excited. People are stupid. Um, <laughs> they weren't good. They just had a good game result. Like they they made the playoffs, yes. which is fine, but it made, didn't mean they deserved to make the playoffs. Jalen, Jalen Ramsey, mm. barking. He's good. He is good. He is very good. But now they haven't got Bortles anymore. Uh, maybe we'll see them have a, like a proper offense and everything. Will they be? Will they be keeping patience with the constantly injured and slightly over- overweight Fournette? Fournette, who two years ago was the fastest man in the NFL. What? Faster than Tyreek Hill as well. Oh, you mean like top speed measurement? His top speed measurement was the fastest in the NFL. He the top two speeds two years ago were both Fournette. Really? Yeah. No. He is quick. Yeah, yeah. I guess. I guess with those players who are like you know heavier as well, they can get some more top speed heft going once they get moving. Of course. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, so they're going to be hoping that uh, it's going to be interesting to see who who Foles clicks with in terms of receivers because they've got a bunch of talented young receivers there. They've got they do. Alan Westbrook. Hearns, uh, Alan Robinson. <laughs> She's just naming all the players they used to have. <laughs> yeah. What they were talking about, like Maurice how they're going to be great. out of the slot. Oh my yeah, god! Yeah, how they're going to be great on offense, like that year that when they just yeah, 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 it's true. They had two receivers. They still got both, Marquise Lee. Yeah. Marquise Lee, he was the third one. I was trying he's, to remember who the third one was. He's still there. He's still okay. There. Sorry, they have receivers. Yeah, yeah, Keelan Cole. Keelan Cole, your man, Keelan Cole, who you bashed all those dollars down on your fantasy league. Do you remember you acquired? I, I don't blame you for doing that. Like, yeah, he was so good he was for so one good. game. <laughs> And it was just like, just like week eleven. He went, he went from downtown with all of his all of his uh, his waiver acquisition budget, just like oh slam, and it was just like really mediocre after that. Yeah, but yeah, exciting times. Dd Westbrook is still there. Dd Westbrook, yeah, exactly. Um, as you said before, Mark Easley. Mm-hmm. coming back from an injury, I think. But uh, yeah, he's there. Yeah, 
It's yeah. a, could be could be an exciting uh, offense. Could be an exciting offense. Hopefully, hopefully probably won't. Hopefully it is well. Yeah, with Foles, Foles, I was just like, get out of the way, man. And in Philadelphia, I was like, no, I want to see Carson Wentz play. But now he's in Jacksonville, and it's like his job, and it's not sucky Blake Bortles anymore. Now I'm actually liking Foles. So new yeah. team, new leaf, new town, probably quite pale Foles. So well, now moving on to the Tennessee Titans. Okay. Wait a minute. Why? Oh, they're oh, because there's no news. They suck. They still I, suck. I, I they will always suck. They don't suck. Uh, the Titans are just average. The Titans are just a 500 team. It's true. They don't. They don't suck that bad. They're just like blah. Yeah. Uh, second year Mike Rabel, head coach. Interesting. That's great news there. <laughs> See, he's got a nice sort of uh, tank top. Uh, there's um, there's 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 Brian Tannehill, like we said. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh wait, wait, no, there wait, is Ryan there Tannehill. Is, that's news. There is something. Yeah, there is something. Who did they draft to play with Corey Davis, AJ Brown? That's who. A cross uh, between Antonio Brown and AJ Green. <laughs> <laughs> that's what he's going to be. Boost. Fact. The only the only thing, of course, with Tennessee there is, of course, will Marcus Mariota finally put together an injury free season? Can he do it? Because if he, if he doesn't, if he, if he sucks this year, or if he's like, well, he's never really sucked, but if he's disappointing again this year, do they start thinking about moving on from Mario to Ryan Tannehill? What a stud. No, what to, a stud. Just, to someone else, to someone, drafting someone new, because this is like, isn't this Mario, it's going to be like Mario's fourth or fifth year in the league now, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, well, he's, uh, I, I think he's been fine. He's not been bad. It's yeah, just that he's been just, injured. Yeah, he just can't quite stay healthy, can he? It's Especially. almost like they should get an offensive line. Work for the Colts. So, can we move on? To the AFC West, which features the exciting and newsworthy. Much more exciting. Like they're exciting on and off the field. Mm. Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah. Lot, so, lots happened in KC. Yeah. How about they, you? They decided that they need a defensive end. And <laughs> because. <laughs> well, they switched scheme. Yeah. They got a new defensive coordinator, I think. Which is why. So they got rid of D Ford. And Justin Houston, Got rid of which is pretty surprising because they were both really good players. Really fucking good, yeah. Uh, but instead they picked up Frank Clark from Seattle uh, for a first and a second round pick. Madness. And then they paid him five years, $105 million, $63 million of that, guaranteed. Yeah, default out there after, uh, his, after his, tell, his, uh, his fateful full start in the AFC Championship game. Which nullified a Tom Brady interception. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which would have won Kansas City the game. But um, yeah, so changing, changing, changing things around there in the defense. It's kind of like a bit of a it must be a bit of a ball ache to like have to switch all your great players out and get new ones in just because you're hiring a new head coach. Why wouldn't they just hire a guy who coaches in the one they were, scheme they were already using? Well, maybe their linebackers and uh, maybe their linebackers and backs play better in this new scheme. Yeah. They vote, they're only swapping out two players for one. Like too much, not, too much change. Great yeah. team last year. Don't don't rock the boat. That's what I would do. And Justin Houston and D Ford weren't that young anyway. Well, Houston's getting on a little bit. Yeah. Ford is fine. Yeah, true, true. But uh, but the uh, you say don't rock the boat. Speaking mm, of boat rockers, boat rockers. You got Kareem Hunt first of all. Got suspended for eight games and they cut him towards the end of last year. Yeah, gone. And uh, Tyree Kill, we're still waiting. To hear how long he's going to be suspended for. Because apparently him and his wife beat up his child. Also, awesome. oh, him and his partner mm. beat up his child. Yeah. Um, I don't know 
lots of details about this. I don't think anyone does. But um, mm. I think uh, this sounds like it's worse than the Adrian Peterson one, where he sort of disciplined this kid with a belt. Oh, no, or a switch with a, or something. With a switch, yeah. Yeah. The, um, um, but, but Peterson still did get suspended for a bit, didn't he? Yeah, he got suspended for like four or six games. It wasn't small. Um, Tyreek Hill, they were, apparently it was like premeditated or something. They, there's like video, there's an audio or video of the, them talking about it before or after they did it. And yeah, it doesn't sound great, apparently. I haven't so, heard the full recording. It's quite disturbing, they say. Tyreekus, Tony's favourite player, mm. who he's never actually owned, but um, in fantasy, I mean. <laughs> but uh, maybe real he'll never get in real life. Maybe he'll never get the chance. Yeah, uh, nobody tell him. And the uh, they did decide to pick up former Arizona safety Tyron Matthew, Honey Badger, the Honey Badger, mm-hmm. uh, who's currently in an extortion case with his cousin and former housemate. We paid one million for not showing his sexual misconduct video. So if that that video is probably going to come out, Tyron Matthews is probably going to get suspended as well. Yeah. So Kansas City. That's it, a lot of speculating you're doing there, but possibly. I don't think that's speculating. I mean, he's in a case which is of a video of his sexual misconduct. That's sure, not. That's just, yeah, all right. but surely if it's if it's a case that's ongoing, then everything is just locked down. Yeah, but it could when, be on a guy's phone and he can just put it on the internet. But like you know, yeah. But when the uh, when the case is resolved, Likely. then the NFL is going to suspend him almost certainly because yeah. that's what they do. We are the moral guardians. So yeah, Kansas yeah. City arbitrarily with no real like logic or um, thought behind our. They still have guardian. Mahomes there though, so they are still the best team in the NFL. <laughs> <laughs> still got Mahomes. Still got Madden. Oh no, though bad news. Madden cover star Pat Mahomes next year. Guaranteed injury. Man curse. I'm just yeah. saying. I'm just saying. It's guaranteed. Yeah. What's a third year? Junior, right? You could you could also what about the junior slump? The junior slump. Yeah. True. So yeah, the sophomore peak. It's famous sophomore peak. And then a junior slump. <coughs> the famous otherworldly junior year slump. Mm. If he slumps um, though, he could just throw for like four thousand yards. <laughs> like a loser. <laughs> yeah, like an idiot. Only be like the seventh or eighth best QB in the NFL. Yeah. Crap! The uh, should we move on to the Denver Broncos. Sure, they uh, have picked up. Oh, what's his name? Some really ugly uh, Fu Manchu beardy guy, mustachioed uh, quarterback from Baltimore, who's Andrew's favorite player, Joe Flacco. What are you gonna do when Flacco retires? Eventually, you're gonna be like out of. You're gonna have like half half the things to say about the NFL. No, I'm not. Just like when Ray Lewis retired, I found someone else. Okay. Don't worry. Um, Joe Flacco, yeah, look, look. Joe Flacco is, is all right, man. He's all right. He's, he's all right. He's had back but... injuries, so, and that's, you know, he's never been quite the same since, since the back injury. That is actually true. He was, he was all right, but he's not anymore. Um, although, you know what else? They drafted Drew Locke. So, is he gonna I get pissed put off? it to you, sir. Just like when we drafted Lamar. <laughs> but at Thanksgiving... Drew Locke will be the starting quarterback. Oh my God, are you doing this? Of the Denver Broncos. Is this like when we had a call out bet, sir, and you were like, Johnny Manziel's going to be the starter at Thanksgiving. And then like... It was... Uh, and, and then I was, uh, they were playing... Who was it? Josh... Uh, what's his name? Johnny Manziel started afterwards. It was... I, I bet on the guy who he was... He came before. on. He came on the field. Josh McCown. I was like, yeah. Josh McCown will be the starter at Thanksgiving. And then, yeah, and Josh McCown played like one quarter. And then Johnny Manziel came on and you were like, oh, I'd count or something like that. Something. No, it was the other way around. Something. I called Josh McCown. You okay. called I said Manziel, Manziel will be starting. And 
Uh, and it, it was Josh McCown starting, and then Manziel came in halfway through. Well, maybe that happened with Drew Lockus. I mean, what is Thanksgiving? Is that like week Week eight? 11. Week 11? Yeah, it's pretty late. Which I didn't realise when I called the Josh McCown thing. Yeah, I didn't realise either. Um, okay, let's go week 9. Week 9. Do you think Drew week Locke nine, will be starting by week 9? I think nine? Drew Locke will be the starting quarterback. At some point up until week 9, he will be the starter. When Flacco is healthy. Okay. Fine. Call that a bet, sir. Call that a bet, sir. I think Flacco will be starting... So uh, what else Denver did do? They picked up uh, right tackle Juwan James from uh, Miami, a yeah. former Miami player, uh, and they signed him for a four-year, $52 million deal. What a start. Yeah. Still pretty young. Yeah, someone to protect the... Uh, Behind of Joseph. The front side, the like, the, the not blind side, the, the, the side. scene side. The seeing side. Of uh, Drew Locke. And... Uh, they, of course, also managed to nab a new head coach. Did they? In the meantime. What's his Legendary name? Legendary F1 driver Vic Fangio. Oh, Juan Manuel Vic Fangio. Is going to be... Yeah, he's... I, I didn't realise he retired after his 50s. And he's come back. After after his legendary run of winning five Formula One World Championships in the early 50s. He's come back to sports after watching uh, millions of episodes of America's Game, which really inspires mm. to come in. And be like, you know what? I can do this. I've done. I've I've won. I've won world championships. I want to be a world champion again. It's fair. It's fair. There you go. And uh, yeah, so he he was, I think, former defensive coordinator at Chicago. Oh, so that's, they, 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 that's they, a good. Yeah, they're really good defense they, in '85. They did a really good. <laughs> he was. <laughs> I mean, last year. They did. They did well last year as well. It's true. Last year, yeah. And so, and Denver have got a potentially very, very decent defense. They got like Von Miller. Yeah, if only they had a quarterback. If any elements, just leave it alone. Um, <clears throat> so that's Denver. Uh, tough division, AFC West. Yeah, they're, they're definitely the most boring team. They're, they're the big beast of Kansas City, which makes it hard for everyone else. Oakland are quite exciting now, though, and so are, and the, the Chargers are always exciting. So like. So let's Denver talk about is like Oakland. Easily the most boring team. Actually. Let's talk about Oakland. Okay. They they picked up downtown Antonio Brown from Pittsburgh for almost free, as we said before, um, and they gave him a new contract for three years, fifty million dollars. Big bucks. Cheap. Uh, he's thirty-one, Antonio Brown, but he's one of those types of guys who you know he's professional, keeps himself in shape. He's not. He is reliant on like his his kind of speed in a sense, not mm-hmm. like. He's he's just he's just very uh he's very difficult to cover because he's he's, he's sort of a change of direction guy isn't he he's not like a straight line speed guy yeah he's very hard to cover because of the crisp routes so should he start to sort of fail in a physical sense you know just become a little bit less explosive maybe you could see a big drop off from him so I feel like this is also Derek Carr's proving like if if he can't throw the ball to Antonio Brown mm. they they had uh, Amari Cooper before. Yeah. Who's gone on? Okay, he didn't have that long, but in Dallas, he did quite good things. Yeah, and if he can't get the ball to Antonio Brown, then I I wouldn't be surprised if their new GM Mike Mayock decides to move on. Mayock, yeah. See you later, bro. Don't bother buying a house in Vegas, bro. <laughs> See you later. Like, um, yeah, I think I I was quite happy that because a lot of people obviously were predicting them. So maybe take a quarterback because they had three first-round picks mm. in the draft this year. And I was thinking, no, I always thought the car was good. Um, it's actually it's actually quite funny because the other day I was thinking, Derek Carr or Joe Flacco, who's better? 
I was just thinking of my head and I thought they're really similar. And if you actually look at their career stats, like, you know, like completion percentage, touchdown percentage, average yardage per throw, it's really similar. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me. They're both mediocre. <laughs> they're both above average quarterbacks. Both media. They're both just below average. Just. <laughs> they're both like, uh, you know, they're both like 7 out of 10 quarterbacks who can play like to like, you know, an 8 out of 10 type of level if they're playing well. Um, but speaking of the three first round picks, so I mean, they, uh, as most people might know, uh, Oakland picked up the uh, TV's Mike Mayock as a new general manager, just like they picked up TV's John, John, TV's Gruden John Gruden last year as their uh, as their head coach. Uh, Mike Mayock, been on TV every time he gets on there with his being quite tall and quite like manly, and he's, he's a good looking guy. And his knowledge of the draft. That's like his main thing. That's, that's what that's he's... That's the main reason he's sexy. Yeah. He's like um, talking about the combine with these big hand gestures. And... <laughs> yeah. All true. He always touts that you got to take... You got to go with the best player available. Don't draft for team needs. That's a fool's game. And uh, arguably... The first, they had, as Andrew pointed out before, they had three first round picks. Mm-hmm. All three of them were used on reaching for positional needs, not drafting best player available. Yeah, I don't know if reaching necessarily. Oh, no, not like a massive reach, but, but there was the first some reaching. one was seen as being a bit of a reach, wasn't it? Yeah. Colin Farrell. <laughs> Colin Farrell drafted. I never thought I'd see the day. I know, but After he was. Sterling work in, but in, he was, in Bruges. Exactly. Uh, anyway, Colin Farrell. Is the actual guy's name. <laughs> uh, they took him at number four overall, which was seen as being a bit of a reach, especially with some defensive end type talent already on the board, like Josh Allen. Yeah. Everyone was saying, who knows who will be better between the two? High character guy, apparently. Clone mm. for all. Very good. Uh, and um, yeah, so we uh, we had that, and then we had the Josh Jacobs uh, pick, which like everyone predicted. Like, sure. at, at, like at the, I think it was their last. Was it their last pick in the round? They had, they had two very close together at the end of the round. Yeah. And that was one of them. Uh, Josh Jacobs looks like an exciting prospect. Will you take him in fantasy? Maybe you will. Maybe, maybe you will. Maybe you will. He looks good to me. Yeah. And they capped it off with uh, Jonathan Abram, safety pick. Yeah. From Mississippi State. Mississippi State. The best state <laughs> for swamps. <laughs> Whoa, whoa, whoa. Louisiana might have a little complaint about that. Oh, maybe you're right, actually. Yeah. Okay, sorry. Fine. And uh, we have no news about the Chargers. They they have done nothing noteworthy this offseason. And for our fans of the LA Chargers, we have no news. (laughs) But we hope you enjoy this trip down memory lane. Well, I mean, they've just had a quite solid offseason, haven't they? Like, they just kind of added a couple of decent defensive and players. The... <laughs> and... Oh, fuck it. Chargers! San Diego Super Chargers! Chargers! Second team in LA, possibly, but, you know, they're way cooler than the Rams, aren't they? We shall now take a timeout break. To play The Witcher. <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's a strategic timeout. It's a TV timeout. Actually, it is a TV timeout, isn't it? Um, it's a timeout. 
that's that's halfway. That's uh, that's our AFC breakdowns. That's the notes we've got for the AFC. So stay tuned for the NFC breakdowns coming to a pod something page near you soon. Which leads me to ask, Andrew, who's going to win the AFC? Even though they've lost some dudes and there's been a few little issues with them this year, I think I'm going to have to go for the Kansas City Chiefs. Thank you.